Okay, what's up again, everybody? It is Thursday, early afternoon. And um, what I want to do is I got positive feedback from yesterday. It was just a quick intro, but I got pretty positive feedback from it. So what I want to do now is I'd like to read something that I had previously written, um, a podcast that I'd previously written, and I've kind of just been sitting on it for a couple weeks, not knowing what to do with it. And um, I don't know, I was just thinking that it'd be better, easier to communicate it by reading it out. Um, I think the way uh, my personality is geared using um, tone of voice is a really big thing for me. So I think if I read it, I can better communicate what it is that I'm trying to communicate. Okay, so here we go. Entitlement and perspective. Okay, here's my challenge. I'm going to try and write this next post or read whilst keeping it completely free from any political opinion. Now, this is not usually an issue for me. However, with this topic, it may prove to be slightly difficult or perhaps more accurately, the challenge will be for you to not assign your own political opinion onto what I'm about to write slash, in this case, say. I'd like to take a moment to talk to you about entitlement and perspective. Recently, I was listening to an audiobook called Poverty, Riches, and Wealth by one of my favorite speakers. The chapter I was listening to was delving into an entitlement mindset that can and does plague so many people in our current day. As the audiobook continued, I found myself losing focus and staring out into the dreary sky that was gently lighting the room that I was in. There would seem to be certain scenarios that create an atmosphere ripe for drifting off with your thoughts, and this rainy day inside of my favorite coffee shop set the stage perfectly. As I began my accidental accidental journey into my own mind, I caught myself thinking about social media posts I have skimmed over in the last few years. Photos of riots, rants, demonstrations, vlogs, tweets, memes, all began to bulge their way into the forefront of my consciousness, and I have to be honest, my pulse began to rise. I am completely and totally a supporter of free speech, and I most definitely think some causes deserve to be demonstrated for, but here's the thing. When I think somebody's cause is stupid or misinformed, it just makes me mad. And without a shadow of a doubt, the stupidest cause that makes me angrier than all else is not about to be mentioned here today. So anyways, as the first sparks of what usually becomes the pointless inferno that happens when I spend time reflecting on these things began to form, I felt something different begin to stir. Now usually I will sit and formulate my counter-arguments to my imaginary accuser in my head until I'm completely frustrated at certain people without ever even having talked to them. Now the fact that that is possible to be enraged at someone without ever even listening to them or fully hearing them out on their point of view is both hilarious and ridiculous. Have you ever thought about the fact that we give something as silly sounding as a meme the permission to play a role in shaping what we think about others, and that 99% of the time we won't fact check that meme at all? We are a beautifully absurd people, aren't we? But hey, I've never claimed to be perfect. Notice I said we. Anyways, I digress. So, quick recap. Audiobook, meme, rage, dumb, opinion, coffee shop. Got it. Somehow, though, this day was different. Instead of that whole mess I just described, I began to feel something stir in my spirit. 
The only way I can think to describe it was like a gentle breeze blowing over the negativity that was beginning to spiral in my mind. If my state of mind was creating a desert that was drying me up inside, a stream began to cut through the center of it. The audiobook made a comment about how many once-thought impossibilities have been seen made a reality in the past 100 years, and more specifically, how many breakthroughs have been seen in the past two generations. So as the book continued listing off examples, I felt a truth rush over me with such a gentle force that I had to stop recording. I began to tune into the fact that the Holy Spirit was nudging me to think with him on this topic. Once again, the memories of the aforementioned social media posts flooded in. But this time, I felt no need to construct an argument. It was almost as if I was suddenly looking through the opinions themselves into the hearts of the people giving them. I felt the truth cut through the thick haze of opinion. The reason my generation is so filled with outrage and offense is not simply false entitlement, though that certainly does play a role. We have tasted and seen of diseases cured, inventions, and breakthroughs that never before seemed possible. Cries of outrage and justice are not simply the fruit of endless brainwashing, but a hunger being stirred in the hearts of a generation to see once thought impossibilities bow the knee. What is being stirred up in the places we cannot see is beginning to crack through into what is tangible. My generation may have many things flaws, but we must not dismiss them as only entitlement, arrogance, and ungratefulness, though at times that does play a role. What if, when Ecclesiastes 3.11 talks about eternity being written on our hearts, it is referencing a built-in hunger for a way of life that we have yet to understand, but unknowingly never stop yearning for? Now, I have in the past felt shame when I look at the battle cries and banners I've seen waving, but what if we need a perspective change? What if we could learn to look beyond the manifestation of someone's heart to the deep, unsatisfied cry behind the actions? Riots as a cry for justice, rants as a call to action, memes as a really lazy way of giving someone your opinion without needing to back up your point with any concrete evidence. Sorry, that last one just kind of slipped out. Now, because I can see this threat looming in the distance, let me be absolutely clear. I don't support or in any way condone any act of hate or intolerance. If your expression begins to suppress someone else's unalienable rights, that is a completely different conversation. What I'm referring to here is the war of opinions that all sides are losing for lack of ability to see the boxes that we have gotten so comfortable in. This is not me looking to justify anything. This is me identifying the fact that our current way of viewing people who think differently than us is showing absolutely zero positive results. Even as I write this, I am fully aware that posting something online has probably never convinced anyone to think the same way that I do. So what's the point? I can break it down pretty simply. You don't know everything. Don't assume something about someone based on other people's opinions. Obviously, the moon landing was a hoax. Everyone has a backstory that led them to think the way that they do. Before you think you can judge them, you better learn to listen. And most importantly, if our default stance when viewing people who think differently than us is that they are just brainwashed and evil-minded, hate has won the war over our minds. This culturally championed fear of opinions differently than our own has caused us to completely vilify people and is tearing away our ability to think critically, form our own opinion, and worst of all, We are deciding someone's value as a human being based on our own interpretation of their opinions. Now, 
Since that is probably the smartest thing I'll say for a while, allow me to repeat myself. We are deciding someone's value as a human being based on our own interpretation of their opinions. But wait, you may protest. What if that person's opinion is evil? Okay, so here is my best answer to that based on the finite understanding 24 years of life have given me. Saying something and acting on something are completely different. The pen is truly mightier than the sword, and bad beliefs certainly can lead to terrible actions. But since we don't live in an area of the world where you can just line people up and shoot them for thinking differently than you, the best option any of us have for changing the way someone thinks is still through a conversation with them. So let me ask you this, beloved reader, or slash listener in this case. Have you ever had a conversation with someone who is so eager to push their own opinion onto you that they don't even let you finish your sentence before barging in with what they know to be true? Did it fill you with an overwhelming sense of interest in what they had to say? Now, in contrast, can you think of someone you share a deep friendship with? A person who, when you are debating something, takes the time to hear out your point of view and ask you questions about how you came to form that opinion in an effort to better understand the heart behind why you believe it. Yeah, notice the difference? (laughs) Second thought popped in, but we're just going to keep rolling. (laughs) This allows me to land softly upon the shores of my final statement in this long-winded article probably only four people will actually read slash listen to anyway. Behind every opinion, every statement, every belief is a human being with a value assigned to them way before anyone else decided to be their judge. And that person thinks the way that they do because they have had experiences in their lives just as real as any event you or I have claimed to. Now, I'm not saying every opinion is a good one. Not at all. I'm just saying that the person behind that point of view doesn't deserve a stereotype for having it. But hey, that's all just my opinion. You know, you know this, my dearly beloved brethren, let everyone be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. James 1, 19. So that's it. Another rambling 10 minutes and 22 seconds of just a blog post. I would love some feedback. I would love to hear what anyone out there who listens to it thinks. I hope you have an amazing day and let's do this again sometime. Thank you.